Ron, we began the show with a legendary sports figure who recently retired, and that was Doc Emmerich. And in case you just joined us, the news at the top of the show was Ron announcing his retirement. He is off to Florida. When are you leaving? Saturday. Well, uh, uh, my last show is Thursday. I have an eye doctor in Swickley Friday, Dr. Terry Vers- uh, Verstratton. Verstratton. He's the best. The best at, the best at absolutely what he does. And then uh, we're leaving early Saturday morning, be in Florida Sunday in time for kickoff. Well, here we go. Super Bowl Sunday. Here we go full circle because we have another legendary sports figure who recently retired, your old friend, Mr. Ed Bouchette. Oh, man. Eddie Boo. Hello, Ed. How are you? I thought you would go out with your head banging the final time on your computer so did i so did i ron i really did nope 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 quality time left ed that's the way i look at it and ron uh, i can tell you the quality time is great we both had great jobs both did it for a long time i would i would never trade what i did and i know you would never trade what you did nope but now you're going to trade it for something different you're going to love well, I appreciate you keeping my secret, and I know you've known for a long time because <laughs> yeah. my uh, Medicare, the guy that helped me out with my whole Medicare, he helps in, and I knew I knew he was you dealt with him too. And like right. when I'm setting everything up, he knows everything about me. He goes, "Oh, by the way, I'm meeting with Ed tomorrow," and I didn't say, "Please don't tell Ed," and I'll bet he told you the first thing, right? Uh, he did. <laughs> he did, Ron. Uh, and I will tell you, I heard early in the show you saying you be, one thing's going to be nice. You sleep, you go lay on your bed, and you don't have to worry about what you're going to write tomorrow. Let me tell you, when you go to sleep is when the nightmares are going to start. You're going to be uh, 20 minutes on from deadline, and you have no idea what you're going to write. Uh, you're trying to catch a plane, and you can't catch it. You're trying to look for your seat at the Super Bowl, and you can't find it. You, hmm. I still have those things. Uh, you know what, Ed, and, and Joe and I have talked about this. I can't tell you how many nights I've been in an event and I can't find the locker room that I'm going right. to. I nope. can't find it. And I'm those thinking, don't go away. I, I think I only got so tired. much time. I got to write. I got to get to the locker room. I, I have that all the time. But I am looking forward to not to not having to come up with an idea, you know, and, and no more alarm clocks. Although you will, oh. you, you probably didn't use them anyway. But. No, I get up pretty early, but I'm gonna walk every day, and 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 I can't say I'm gonna stop drinking beer because you know that's my life. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be walking every day, and hopefully sleeping a little better. And I, I was just telling these guys uh, I'm gonna be in Florida for the Super Bowl, watching it with my daughter. Maybe get some pizza and wings or something. And for the first time in what, how many years, 40-some years, I won't have to write about it or talk about it, you know? Mm. And that's a nice well, feeling, isn't it? Yes, it is. This man is the reason I covered the Steelers for 37 years. The Tell Post us the story. Post-Gazette had hired somebody else to cover the Steelers, and Ron was working at the uh, covering them for the press. And at training camp, Ron beat his brains in. I mean <laughs> – this guy was coming out with a nice, cushy story, and Ron would come out with a bang, a big news story. And it was happening so often, the boss finally came to me and he said, you're now on the Steelers. <laughs> and it, that was the summer of 1985. And I'll tell you, we competed the year before 
Ron was at the press. I was at the Post-Gazette on the Maulers beat, the old USFL Maulers. And we had a blast. We competed like oh, crazy. but it was so much fun. Right? And then at night, we drank like crazy. <laughs> it was. It was. I'm fun. shocked by that. Ed. Yeah, so do, yeah. so you know a what? New development here. Ed, we haven't heard that before. Ed, I'm the reason Ed got on the beat. Ed is the reason I got off the beat because <laughs> you know they offered me the chance to do like special projects and I did Olympics and stuff and I didn't have to compete against him, who's the absolute best. But I'll tell you, the, my first day there, there was five days left in training camp. They cut Lifford Hobley, which a lot of people aren't going to know him. <laughs> He was a rookie third-round pick. That that never happens in training camp. And I had no idea what this kid looks like. And Ron, you know, trying to help me out, even though he's competing against me, he said he's got the biggest ears you've ever seen. <laughs> and and so as these guys are coming out the building, I'm looking at their ears, you know. <laughs> this one guy comes out, and he's got big ears. And I, I start going to him, and I go, Lippert, Lippert, <laughs> and Ron grabs me by the back of my shirt, pulls me back, oh, man. and he says, that's Elton Veals, oh. and he was a huge fullback, and this Lippert was a cornerback, and they didn't look, there's no way this guy could have played cornerback, but, you know, he had big ears. That's well, you, you, did it, you did it to me one time, <laughs> uh, when I was columnizing in a locker room, I think it was after a preseason game, guy ran a kickoff back like 100 yards, and I go, which which guy is it, Ed? Which guy? And you pointed to a guy, and I walked up to him, and I forget his name, and he goes, that's uh, not me, pal, that's not me. <laughs> that's a bad and I wanted feeling. to kill you, Ed, at that point. But you know what? That's who I thought it was, Ron. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, uh, yeah, we had we had some pretty good times together. And I will tell you another story about Ron. Oh no! Um, now you know you, you know too are, much right, about Ron? me. I mean, this isn't a roast. This is not a roast. These are just stories. In 1992, the Post Gazette has we were unemployed because the press went out on strike, and they they delivered our paper print and everything else. But the the Post Gazette kept a couple of us on to do some stuff, like fax stories, yep. and and they had, they did this radio network thing, and uh, yeah, he had a he was a little involved. He had a splice tape and this, that, and the other thing. And Ron was getting frustrated by, of course, technology, the mechanisms, the mechanisms, right? I said, "Come on, Ron, this is easy." He goes. I'm a newspaper man. I'm not a radio man. <laughs> and look what's happened. And, I, and then a and year later, I started at KDKAAM, you know? <laughs> oh, That's because uh, I showed you the ropes on that radio stuff. Yeah, Ron. you taught me, Ed, you taught me more than you know, Bal. Believe me. Believe me. Oh, Thank man, you for calling was... in. I really appreciate it, man. Oh, it was my, my pleasure, Ron, and... Uh... You know, I hope you keep in touch. I I will, and I hope my and I hope my retirement is much fun as you and Annie are having. Yep, even though we're in Plum, we're not going to the beaches, but we enjoy it here. <laughs> All right, see you, Ed. Thanks. All right, Ron. Thank you, Ed. See, see you, Ed. What a we, nice fan he is, Bob. We covered the It was. It yeah. may be the most fun year I've ever had in the business. Yeah. It was just there was a story every day. Teammates, and this is a true story: Bruce <clears throat> Huther and Mark Rao were teammates, and they got into a fight. They lived together, and they actually, I think one broke the other's jaw, and we found out about it, and one, Ed got a hold of one who told him the story, and I got a hold of the other who told me the story, <laughs> and, and, and it, 
it was amazing how it worked out. We both had the story. Same story, or same did they story? have different oh, no, versions no, of it? No, no, it was exactly the same. Do you remember when Richard Huntley and Earl Holmes fought yeah, in the locker room? Absolutely. That was Josh not, Miller was the punter then, and he said he was scared, so he played dead. <laughs> that was not. That was not a fight. That was vicious. There was. Like I know. A metal chair swung. Right. I mean, it wasn't just a a punch or two. That was a nasty scene. Were you in there for I that? I was not in there for that. No. Were you, Bob? That's, no, but I, the, that was the time where you could actually be in there and witness this stuff. Right now, some of that stuff has been cordoned right. off. You can't get in there the way you used to. What's the biggest change you've seen in the business, Ron, since you began? Uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I think what we do has been devalued some because everybody has their own own Twitter account or Facebook or Instagram. And the teams now put out everything. Like Steelers.com did the first interview with Arthur Smith. Yeah. And back in the day, that never – there was no Steelers.com. It's tougher from that standpoint. Bob, would you agree? Oh, totally. It makes it harder to get stuff. They want their own voice. They control it. They control their own voice. And they put a lot of money into it. There's no question about that. And you're right with players. Players now break news before teams even break news about their player. Right, right. So they get it out there on Instagram. That's why you have to watch yeah. all this stuff, you know, which is a little bit frustrating back at times. in the day, I mean, I'd write something and, and the athlete would confront you viciously sometimes. Dave Parker threatened to kill me one time. Um, now, <laughs> well, let's, wait, 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 wait. You, gotta, but, you can't, you got to elaborate on that but one now, a little bit. But now, yeah, tell that one. I will. But now, there's so many voices out there that they don't even know. You know, I mean, social media rips them to death sometimes, worse than we ever did, right? They said we were negative. Uh, Dave Parker, I wrote something. I, I was at the Beaver County Times, and I wrote something he didn't like. And, you know, I, I don't even know if he read it. You know how that is back in that yeah, day. Somebody, tells somebody you. told him, and it, did you read it now? But he came in and he threw a tantrum. I'm sitting there with Willie Stargell, of all people, and Parker's pacing back and forth. Blah, blah, blah. He's screaming at me. And at one point, he takes out his wallet and he puts it down on the table. He goes, you don't hate me, bleep. You hate this. And I looked at at him and I go, hey, Dave, if I hated everybody who made more than me, I'd have a long list of people I hated. And he looked at me and goes, bleep, if murder was legalized, I'd kill you. That's what he said. He finally walked away. Now, that same day, I had written something earlier in the week about Tim Foley that he didn't like. And he's standing there watching Parker, and he comes up to me after this, and he goes, Ron, I wanted to yell at you too, but after that I just don't have the heart. And he walked <laughs> That's away. That's great. And he walked away. What would you write about Parker? I don't even remember. That would have been. But people, they, they were very sensitive back then. Back then, back but then, now there's so many voices coming at them. It's not the same. But you're right. There was an accountability that we all have and still have. Right. Where, where you do it and you got to talk to people. Uh, the right. people out there in social media don't have any accountability. Right. They just say whatever they want and no attribution. Nothing. But these just, guys have their own, you know, and the teams really, you know. Yeah. I mean, it hit me the other day, the whole Arthur Smith thing. First interview he did was on Steelers.com. Yeah. What was I know you said your favorite game, most memorable game was the, was the Pirates wild card game. Right. How about second most second most memorable sporting event you ever covered? Probably thirteen to nine, um, mm. Pitt, West Virginia. Yeah. I mean that was right there. On the, you were there. Oh. I mean I, I'm I, I've said this many times. <clears throat> I'm still waiting for Pat White to go seventy five yards for the winning touchdown, and he never did. That's probably number two. Obviously, Ben DeSantonio is right up there, too. How about you, Bob? 
Well, all those. I mean, we cover the same stuff, so we've seen all these Were you things. at Morgantown for that night? Yeah, that night I was. And I couldn't believe it because I saw what the point spread was, and not that I bet. Um, every now and then people engage in these kind of – I said, that's – that's way too many points. I like points. I like points. I'll take points. Oh, that's not enough. Next thing you know, it's 13-9. But I, I will say the the Super Bowls, uh, the one in 05 was really special just because of Jerome Bettis well, more than anybody. Yeah, I mean. But that what happened in, in Tampa was you'll never probably see that again, a 100-yard interception which turned everything around. And that throw at the end of the game after San Antonio Holmes dropped it on the other side of the field came right back to him, which said a lot about that drive. That was good, but I still go back to the Stanley Cups. I remember the game. It was game six at home against Detroit, second time around, where they had to win it. They were, you know, they that were was down. A great and they had game. to go to win to get uh, avoid another elimination by the Red Wings, and they won it. It was Stahl, Cook, and Kennedy who stole the show. They go to game seven. How about and of course, Flurry? They win. Well, Flurry, Flurry too. had been benched in game five, right? Yes. right? Benched in yes. game five he and comes a, back and what, a shutout in six and then what, two, it wasn't one, a and seven? Yeah, it was a, it was, um, I thought he had a shutout I, in six. I, I don't remember. I remember a great shorthanded goal by that line. Uh, anyway, the, the, that was incredible because you're thinking, okay, Detroit's going to do it again. They're a powerhouse, a juggernaut. They're going to win this thing in Pittsburgh. Again, that always hurts. No, it didn't happen. So, that one's up there. So many. I, I uh, like covering Olympics. I thought Olympics is fun. I, I did four of those, but my I was at all five cup finals. I mean, when they presented the trophy, I was on the ice. The first one is the best. Eight nothing in Minnesota. I, Tom McMillan and I covered every game together. Mm. Those two years, like 47 playoff games, we did every one together. And we're sitting there at the end, near the end of the game. And I looked at him, he looked at me, and I, I don't know which one of us said it. The Penguins are going to win the freaking Stanley Cup. So now we go to the locker room. We're at the Post-Gazette. It's a Saturday night. We have no Sunday paper. So we could work the locker room, you know. And uh, the last four people out of beer everywhere, the last four people out were me, McMillan, Kevin Stevens, and Badger Bob Johnson. Wow. The, coach. the last four. And, and as we're leaving, Badger called us around him, the three of us. He goes, boys. Enjoy every second of this. It doesn't happen every year. Mm. Never forget that. And then he died like six yeah. months later. I mean, it, it's just unreal what I remember about that night. See, wow. that's, that's the thing about this business. It's so compelling about it. You get to do all these things that people want, would love to do. It's bucket list stuff to go to the On end. somebody else's dime. Yeah, we're doing it <clears throat> as a matter of work. But still, you're there, and you see it, and you feel it, and so you get to discuss it. And then you have long-lasting relationships. Pretty, pretty amazing. Well, the well, list of people you put together, Joe and Bob, amazing me. Let's recount these next. I mean, this has the been thing an about amazing it, show. I have the list. I have the list. They all want to do it. They jump on the answer quickly. So that's yeah. I'll be honest with you. you, Ron. Really, the planning didn't start until early this morning. So they didn't want to bother people on the weekend. And everybody, not one person said they couldn't do it. Not oh, one. Man. Not one person. Unreal. And Bob, Bob got Ben and Bettis, and they were today, right? Instantly, yeah. Well, I, you know, we talked about it last night. It was too late. I didn't want to. I don't like texting people really yeah. late. So early this morning, that's that's what happened. And every other person was like, "Of course, yeah. What time? Let me know." Amazing. And then Jack Ham got bumped for ten minutes for Bettis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at you least mean Jack Lambert. At least I didn't Jack call him Jack. How about him? The first thing is, well, I'm not going to miss you calling me Jack Lambert. <laughs> I did it twice. 
<laughs> oh, that was beautiful. Social media's biggest loser. Uh, Malsey brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. <laughs> Reserve your consultation today at awaken180weightloss.com. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. And the fan hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, providing trusted plumbing and HVAC service for over 50 years. And, of course, the fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder & Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee Unless we get money for you. Joe, I want to talk about Mr. Rooter Plumbing. Didn't see a truck coming in today, surprisingly so. You hear me talk about that all the time. I live out in the Seven Fields area of Cranberry and drive to work here in Green Tree, drive home, almost always see a Mr. Rooter Plumbing truck. There's over 50 of them out on the road every single day. And I always smile when I see one. And you know, not because somebody has a plumbing problem. I don't wish that on anybody. But uh, that they had the good sense to call 412-Rooter2. 412-Rooter2, the only number to call, no matter if you have a serious problem like a fractured sewer line or maybe just something simple like a broken water heater. The only number to call, 412-Rooter2. Check out the website, MrRooterPittsburgh.com. As I said, over 50 trucks out on the road every day. My pal Bob Beal has built a plumbing company empire going on 21 years in this market. Write down the number one more time so you have it, 412-Rooter2. I say this with no hesitation, Pittsburgh's number one full-service plumbing company, Mr. Rooter Plumbing. been a very memorable show. It started off at 10 o'clock. I'm sure you heard some spots during the weekend, uh, some updates saying make sure you tune in 10 o'clock Monday, and sure enough, it was Ron announcing that he's headed off into the sunset. Thursday will be his last show here. Sunday, his last column at the Post-Gazette. We've had an unbelievable amount of guests call in. And, Ron, now we have Are a surprise you, guest, somebody who just called in. I was going to give you the list, but I'll wait until afterwards. Who, who, the I list was, you've put together is amazing. I was informed by our friend Nelly that suddenly a surprise caller called in and wants to make some well wishes Surprise caller, please reveal yourself. Joe and uh, Ron at Plenty for Terry. And, Ron, I want to extend my congratulations to you for a career of excellence. You've dedicated yourself to excellence, and I I wish you well. Uh, you were always very loyal to your home community, which I respected greatly. And um, if you decide, by the way, after a period of retirement that you want to still do something, um, you'd be a valuable asset to to become a professor at Waynesburg University <laughs> in our great sports broadcasting sports journalism program. Uh, Lanny, Congratulations, thank you, Ron. Thank you. It's so kind. Man, I've known you for a long time. Remember when you got, what do you have, peanuts in my car going to a spring training game or something? <laughs> do you remember that? Well, oh, I do, and I was going to bring it up because you've still been mad at me ever since then. You, I don't think you've ever... You've never forgiven me for that. I had a new um, car, and I, you know, I was at the Beaver <laughs> County Times when I first met Lanny, and I was driving to a game, and he was eating, I, I want to say peanuts, and got some in my car, and I've always teased him about it ever since. Man, we had some fun, well, didn't we? And you know, we had Leland on a little while ago, and what great times with him, and obviously going back with Chuck Tanner and that group. I think did we lose Lanny? 
We may have. I think we did. The old peanuts in the car trick. Oh, huh? well, we are fortunate to come across and develop friendships, relationships with some really uh, remarkable people like Leland and Chuck Tanner and, uh, as I said, Tito and, and Terry. And and, um, and I'm, I'm sure you're going to have an opportunity to sit back now and even think more about you know what they've what they've meant to your life and and your connection with them. Well, that's very kind of you to say. And you know, you're still a regular part of our show uh, on occasion here. May, uh, do you have it there, Charlie? Do I have the Trubisky train? Yeah. We're we're trying to find this. Uh, you were in the stoop. Here it is. Here it is, Lenny. It's the Trubisky train. There was no doubt about it. <laughs> Man, does that sound good. We still run that all the time. It's not quite the happy Trubisky train anymore, but you mm. were in here sitting right here, right, Joe, the day that they signed yeah. Trubisky. It was incredible. Yeah, exactly. Matter of fact, you made fun of me because I didn't know who he was. <laughs> <laughs> now you look like the smart one. Oh, man. Lanny, thank you yeah, so much man. for calling I in. I really appreciate it, Lanny. And I may take you up on that very kind offer, you know. I know Starkey has taught classes. I figure if he can do it, I can do Anybody it. Anybody can. Anybody yeah. can, right? Well, we've got we've got the best sports broadcasting, sports journalism department in the country. And, you, and we'd be honored to have you be a part of our team and our family. Well, you're very kind to say. Stay well, my friend. Stay well. You too. See you, Joe. See you, Ron. See you, Lanny, and thank you so much. That was nice, huh? It was very nice. I, I, I've known him since, uh, you know, I, I mean, I went to spring training late 70s. And, I mean, got to know him then. How long is that? 45 years ago. Yeah. Late 70s. I was just a savvy young news hound watching the Pirates win the World Series. What's Cooking brought to you by your local Geico rep, Tim Hester. Thank you, Mr. Hester. Also by Very Mis- kindly. Very kindly. Also by Mr. Reuter, brought to you by him, Mr. Reuter. Thank you, Reuter. Mr. Reuter. <laughs> Call 412-Reuter2. And I should also mention that it's the 50-minute mark on the fan. Brought to you by South Hills Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Route 19 in Peters Township, celebrating 50 years in the South Hills Let's hear the list, Ron. Who did we have on Our, today? I wrote down every name here, and it just it just blows my mind. You started off with Doc Emmerich. Pretty good who, leadoff like hitter. like Ricky Henderson <laughs> as a leadoff guy, right? Mm-hmm. Followed in a combo, Big Al Villanueva and Dave DeCastro. They're inseparable. Great stuff. And, and they were next. Rick Tockett, who, like you said, has the team with the most points, right, Vancouver? And was on the team bus when he called. Rick Tockett, Jim Leland, just get into the Hall of Fame not that long ago. Sheltie, who followed Jim Leland, another Pirates And manager. said this was in Crinkulant. And said right? it was in Crinkulant. Yeah. Then Jerome Bettis, Jack Ham, Jamie Dixon, Ben, my kid Taylor, uh, Bruce Arians, Horse, Folsey, <laughs> Bouchette, and Lanny Frateri. Wow. What a collection. We could win a lot of games with that club. This is only one day of four. What so a guy. No, this coming. is one day. This is the only day of this. Um, it was just incredible. And, and Crinculent really is. Um, Bob, I'm glad well, that it's fell on a day that you were here. I'm, I'm glad to be part of it. And like I said, we go back a long way, all of us. So 
you know, all these days are going to happen, and when they happen, uh, it's tough. It's bittersweet for sure, and I'm sure you're going to have on it Thursday a very difficult day to get through, but you will, and you have as many of these other people who have already gone into retirement tell you some of the best days ahead of you, yep, so yep. you no, deserve I, I, to I'm, enjoy them. I said at the beginning of the show when I announced it, I said I'm leaving a lot behind here, but I have a lot to look forward to, and I mean that. But it's very connected, too, so it's you can come back. Oh, no, I'm going to be back a couple times a year. I might even come in and surprise Joe as a guest sometime. We're going to call you in the first couple of weeks, can we? <laughs> sure, I may not answer, but you can call. He'll be in his underwear in his own yeah, home this time. It's oh. like, no, I'll be, in, I'll be in my Speedo. He'll be in a hot tub. <laughs> Remember you called the show from a hot tub, Bob? I do? I, no, yeah. a sauna. A sauna. A sauna. Yeah, a sauna. Yeah. But I, I could have called you from a hot tub without knowing I called you from a hot tub. I've had a few of those moments. That, I've sounded, never, that sounded like I one don't of think them. we've never had we've never had a guest call in naked with other men in a sauna like oh he was that day. It wasn't I'll never forget naked. that. It was almost naked, but it wasn't totally <laughs> naked. You know who we you have remember to remember that day. I remember of it. Of course, I'll never I was forget trying, it. If you remember, I was trying not to let you know what I was doing. Yes, and then we finally found out. Because people were in there. See, when we first started this station, we all had to work on Saturday, do a show Saturday or Sunday. Right. And I always had 6 in the morning till 10 on a Saturday morning. And I I had to wait till like 9 or 9.30 because he was always sleeping. And we and we did. He was on every Saturday with me. And the segment was called In Bed with Bob. Uh, on the on the satin sheets in his Robinson Township mansion, right? Isn't that what we called it? Yeah, in and bed I, and with I was really and, mo- and all in the bed and with, all the time. Oh, I know you were. He'd be. I'd say, Bob, what did you think of that Penguins game? Like, well, it was. They were. They were really good. You know, he was half in, incoherent, I, and sleeping. It was my wake up call every Saturday. And it was you know great how, radio. When you first wake up. You're in just bed not into with it. Bob. Yeah. I'll never forget it. Well, I'll never forget this show today. Meaning, yeah, man. it was a good one. Memorable. I mean, it truly was memorable. How about Horse and Fulzy calling in? That I was know. special. How about Horse with a dagger right off the bat? You haven't changed the music since I left. Yeah. That was a dagger, huh? <laughs> How <about> that? <laughs> That's Fulzy's fault. <laughs> um, well, maybe we can get Vinny Ricci for Thursday. We have to have a couple people I on called, Thursday. I, I thought Horse was Vinny. I thought he was. <laughs> That was one of your moments. Too. But the Ben, I didn't recognize Ben's I know, voice. You were stressing and, out. You're well, looking I, 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 I didn't want to call. I, I said, I'm begging you to tell me who it was, and you just <laughs> you smile. I can't believe that Joe Cop was mistaken for Vinny. Finkel was Einhorn, and Einhorn was Finkel. That's funny. That was the moment of the show. Would you agree, Bob? But the way he said it too. Oh, Vinny Ruchichi, it's so nice to hear from you. Uh, it's like again, Joe. nothing is worse than calling Jack Ham Jack Lambert. <laughs> and we had Ham on, and he made sure, Ron, I'm gonna miss you, but I won't miss you calling me Jack Lambert <laughs> twice. Where do we go from here, Ron? How are you feeling right now? We got to talk about Le'Veon's potential comeback. <laughs> oh, That's what we need to do. Hey, we got some Super Bowl talk this week. The prop bets are out there. I didn't watch the Grammys last night. Did anybody watch them? How very was, briefly. How was very Taylor Swift? Briefly. I was working, but um, she won again. Fourth album. Oh, First time anyone had ever done that. She's having a big week. I just hope it doesn't end with a with Super Bowl. I, I'm just overloaded with that story. Nice people, everything, great careers. I'm just overloaded with that story. I'm rooting for Brock Purdy. Ron, what was the last Super Bowl you covered? Oh, man. Did you cover Patriots-Rams? Yeah, that might have been it. 15-3. to 3. 
Yeah, um, something like that. That might have been three. it. What, when was the Seattle Patriots game? I was at that one, Bouchette and I. I don't know which one came. That was before that later. one. Oh, that was a great game. Yeah, right. That's an all-time Super Bowl. Ed and I were right there. Was that the interception game? Well, yeah, yeah. Russell yeah. Wilson instead of giving the ball to beast mode, right? I can't believe the sound that they get. They get every pertinent piece of sound. Russell Wilson's like, I had it, I had it. And he stops. He's like, I don't know what happened. I, and we had a touchdown. But the great part of that was you heard Belichick way back in training camp talk about that play. And, and, and you know, they were th- coming up, making a play like that. And it just so happened that it worked for them. And that that's amazing. W- which video, uh, which game was it that Larry Foote was like laying on his stomach on the sideline saying he made it, he made it. They had measured whether or got over the line. Was it a touchdown? Maybe it was Ben in, in this, on the sneak. I think it was. He made it, he made it. And the guy's, I don't think, I don't think. And foot Larry's going, he made it, he made it. The, the, the NFL films is just oh, unreal. So good. They, they get everything. It all right? starts with access and commitment to all exactly. the cameras and wires they have. They have a ton of them. I just can't stop. Are you dinging again, Bob? I am dinging again. You got to get your dinger fixed. What, yeah, what's up with your dinger? It's a good question. I don't have an answer for you. Is it bent? <laughs> What's that? What happened to it? <laughs> Might be Joe. Something. <laughs> something there, there's, keeps, there's medication for that. Something keeps dinging, Bob. Can you turn uh, off the dinger? Uh, I'd like to, but I can't. There's medication for that, Joe, as you always say. I think that that Malcolm Butler plays a top five play in Super Bowl history. It, I can't stop watching it. How did he? They crashed into each other at a high rate he of saw speed, it coming. and he he held on to the ball. Yeah, I'm always did. thinking, was that interference? It wasn't. It, it was came it very was a, close. There goes your There's dinger, dinger again. again. It was a perfect. I think it's top five. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it it, it changed this, from just like that a Super Bowl winner to a Super Bowl. And loser. everyone thought yeah. it was it was that's it, fate complete, right? You got him in the backfield. It's going to get the ball. They right. push him in, and whatever he'll get in. If the play works, though. And I know that Pete Carroll took a lot of criticism. If it works, what do you think happens there? All of a Nothing. sudden, Every, everyone's said happy. It's yeah. a wonderful play call, right? You know, we were in Seattle this year, the Steelers game, and they have a nice little press lunch room, and they have all kind of covers of Sports Illustrated stuff with their team. And there was a Sports Illustrated cover that Pete Carroll says, how does Pete Carroll bounce back from one of the worst calls in Super Bowl history? Why they put that up in that room, I was uh, Ray Fittipaldo took a picture of it, and he goes, I can't believe this is in this room. Yeah. Why did he, how did he respond from one of the worst calls in history? He never won again. He never won again. Never got back again. Mm-hmm. Nope. That the goes Legion of Badger uh, Bob told you, you those moments. You exactly. Never know. They may never come again. Legion of never Boom, come again. right? Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks. Sunny throughout the day and a high of 49. Ron, this was a very special day. I want to just thank you guys so much. Very honored to be here for this day. uh, What you did for me. You deserve it. I'll never forget. You deserve it. You deserve it. Is exactly. And we right. look forward to seeing you down the road. Well, you're going to see me tomorrow. There. Joe's going to see me at 10 a.m. tomorrow. We still have three more shows to we get. We got well, three more. For me, I may see you at Domenico's. I may surprise you. Yeah, there. you better stop. Thursday, that'll be the day. I'm okay. glad you were here for all this, Bob, and I think you have a read to end the show. Do you not? See you, no, Joe, tomorrow morning. No, you see you at 10. Do we owe you anything else? Thank you. By the way, Thank Nelly. You, Ron. Congrats. Nelly did an unbelievable job today. Unbelievable, Ron. Yes, well, we had, Very yeah, good job. yeah. Give, the, give this man a hand, Nelly. Charlie. He didn't even get to eat. His, he brings in a chocolate chip muffin every day. 
he didn't even get it's to still eat in it. There's one little bite like he, a mouse guy. He's still yeah. he's still working at it. Yeah, it's unreal. Busy. He had, you know, Ben on the line. It, at one point it was it was Taylor Cook, Ben, Bruce Arians, and Jamie Dixon alternately calling. And this guy, Nelly, he was he was he juggled the it all. air traffic controller. He juggled what an it incredible all. man he is. Incrinculent, actually. See you tomorrow, Ron. See you, Joe.